Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazaway alongside my partner Clarence Black and our other partner, of course, in crime. We always have him on. Detroit News' own Rod Beard. Welcome in, everyone, to the Warren RV Storage Studios in Farmington. Give them a call. They're out on East 14 Mile Road in Warren. For all you RV folks, 586-977-2770. One of the largest RV and commercial vehicle storage facilities in the area. Over 1,000 Spots to pull in and out of 24-hour security, camera surveillance, LED-lit parking area, and, of course, gates operational 24-7. You know my friends keep theirs in their backyard. Forget that. No, I know. I was just thinking about it. Like, it's yeah, a lot safer here. Yeah. Not only that, it's very affordable. And guess what? If you talk your friends into going there, yeah. you're going to get yourself a little little something-something Yo, from hey, the people to, at Warren RV. Up, you too, Rod. If you spread the word, you're going to get a little bird dog for yourself, a little referral fee. Same thing goes for anybody. So there give him a holler. I know Rod's got a, an RV hidden somewhere, the mystery machine. Not in my backyard. There you go. Anyway, welcome into the wrap, folks. Uh, good talk. Last show, we got a little NBA in. We got a little bad parents acting up at games, stuff in. You know, just everyday kind of talk. But on Sunday, last Sunday, I heard Terry Bradshaw. It's the second week in a row that he's actually gone out of his way to kind of say, hey, Mrs. Ford, Mrs. Ford Hamp, get rid of Matt Patricia. He can't coach a lick is what Terry Bradshaw said. And Rod... You spend more time than Clarence and I out at Allen Park. Can he coach a lick? He did say he's a smart guy. He's a rocket scientist. He didn't. He's not demeaning his his smarts. He's demeaning yeah, but his he gave football. him that. He gave him that. He, he so Terry read off that long ass resume yeah. only to hit him with the punchline that he can't coach a lick. He can't man. coach like, a lick. So Rod, can he coach a lick? Relative coaching is about motivating people and getting them to play and, and to do what you need them to do. And that's the part that seems to be um, what, it, what doesn't translate. And, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about um, Jim Caldwell to the, the cows come home. They, it doesn't matter whether the plays are good or bad. Those guys would play for him and run through a wall for him. And that's all that really matters. And he wants another job, by the way. I think he's healthy again, and he wants to get back in the NFL. A guy I like is in L.A. or San Diego, as I like to call it. Uh, The Chargers head coach, Anthony Lynn. Hell no. Listen to me. Listen to me. (laughs) Tell him how you feel. Tell him how you feel, Clarence. No. I like him. Why? I think he's a good man. Dude, if you looked at the last last three years, the number of games they have lost by seven or fewer. Yes. In fact, the number of games they've lost in the last 22 seconds. That has to do with injuries. That team. No, it doesn't. Okay, you have your Mass, opinion. Mass, no, Mass, listen I, to me. If you're talking about you lead the league in I, losses in the last listen, 22 seconds. I fell for the guy during hard knocks. I got to admit it. I like the guy. I like the I like his style. Listen, man, I, I, love that you want, I love that you want to bring a brother in here, man. I, I, mean, I do amazing. want a brother here. Listen, I love it. I do. I'm just saying that, Rod, like, look, man, even like, I watched that game last night, and as, 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 as Bagley was lining up for that field goal, they cut to Anthony Lynn. And even I can see the sweat coming down from the damn face shield. Like I don't know what it is, man. I don't. I don't That's pretend to listen, man. I That's don't pretend his fault. to. There was a thing when Dwayne Casey was at the was at the damn was at the at the Raptors, and it was like you know what? As long as it's not Cleveland, they're great. As long as the Chargers have a league greater, as long as the game is not on the line in the final seconds, they're phenomenal. 
But if they have to close a game, if they have to close out a close game, I don't know what it is, man. It is just like I look the leprechaun parquet I knew, floor. I knew you were like Rob. Back me, me up on this, man. I'm not, I, I, I've never, I have never seen the kind of stuff that they do in the final seconds, man. Ever. Well, I think it's it's better to than to lead in the first half by double digits and find a way to lose a game. That just <laughs> yanks your guts out every time that happens. Oh. Listen, man. I knew that kick wasn't going in. Okay. And then it hits the uprights. Okay, but the, oh. So that, that's Anthony Lynn's fault, right? I'm not saying it's his fault, man. I'm just saying it, like, for whatever reason, he can get his teams okay. into positions All right, forget to win, Anthony Lynn, and they man. can't. Okay, forget Anthony they Lynn. They can't close, okay. man. I'll figure somebody else out. How about P.J. Fleck? I'll go, I'll go for a college Hell coach. Yeah, I'll take P.J. How about P.J. Fleck? Please. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> Let's go. Come on, baby. Let's just start getting college. We we know how college coaches work out in the NFL. All right, I just threw it threw another name out. Go ahead. You got you got anyone better than mine? I don't know, man. Kingsbury. Kingsbury living what is that? He got the dope house and and you know with the looking like a drug kingpin. He got his quarterback. I mean they He's got his loafers. Hey look, they're going in the right direction. I mean, I think we can yeah, all say Arizona's going in the right direction. So I'm not gonna sit here and say I think the whole thing about about college is, you know, I they're solid. For the Niners, right? I mean, oh, yeah. that banged His defense up. is only giving defense. up thirty-five points a game now. I mean, they're banged up again. Go Still. back to what you said about injuries. I mean, you got to have. But I mean, we've seen what he can do when he's got the crew. Now, can he be a head coach? I don't know. Steve Spagnola is the same Steve Spagnola that I saw in New York. Yeah. But you know, I mean, obviously, you put him on that side of the ball in Kansas City. Well, which... Eric Bieniemy is going to be number one. He's going to be the number one guy that okay. someone's going to take. So, where's he going to wind up going? First of all, are the Lions going to fire these guys? What's it going to take? Does None he have these, to lose to the Jags? None of these guys that you mentioned coached in New England, so I don't think they're, they're a possibility at all. <laughs> okay, Bill O'Brien then. About? How about oh, stupid God, Bill O'Brien? Bring him in. Oh, oh. oh Christ. No, I, th- I think if it, you got to take a, a look at it if they lose to Jacksonville, and then if they lose to Atlanta, Atlanta is a hot mess. If you lose both of those games, then, yeah, you you got to do something. you got to figure something out. So that's what it's going to take. they got to lose both those games for these guys to be swept out of here. I, maybe even the Jacksonville would do it. But if you lose a, a close one to Jacksonville and, a, and, and then you lose to the Falcons after that, then, yeah. I mean, people I've talked to have said um, they think it's – um, if they lose to Jacksonville, if they get blown out by Jacksonville, that might be that enough by happen. itself. But well, that's not going to happen. Well, you never know. Never say never with this team. Rod, Stafford, Ryan, uh, uh, Foles, Cousins. It, it seems like you know we there's this model of quarterbacks, right? I mean, they're solid. They're they're good guys making a lot of money, but solid. But you look at some of the young guys. I mean, Herbert yesterday, Joe Burrow. The, the three that are projected to go high in the draft. What is it? Um, Fields, Lawrence, and then the Link kid from uh, South Dakota State. Yeah, he took the rest I mean, of the year off. You're, you're talking about, you know, are we seeing are we seeing a golden age? I mean, short of Russell Wilson and, and you know, I mean, what Aaron Rodgers, I mean, are we really starting to kind of transition into like a, I don't say it's a golden age, but like this, the, the youth movement. In this league, and if so, where do you think that leaves the the? I mean, Matt Ryan has got like what is this contract? Is he won't be up for like another? 
five he's a, years. He's some already crazy money. Someone already owed. asked Arthur Blank about some him. Crazy money. People asked Arthur him. Blank, the owner of the Falcons, about Matt Ryan. He's like, we'll have to see what happens. No, I mean, going forward, he's, I think it's like a hundred million they still owe him. But he has crazy. nobody to throw to either. Julio Jones has been out. 90, but what do you do the if if you are a Falcons fan? You, I mean, would you rather have Matt Ryan? I mean, right now, Herbert or or I take Herbert or Burroughs right now. You got Tua in Miami hasn't even thrown a pass yet, but it just looks like, you know, Lamar Young. Like yeah. I, I think, I mean, are we seeing that? Do you think that's just kind of where the league is going? Yeah, you want to have a young, exciting quarterback. It used to be running backs were the thing and receivers were the thing. You need to have something that generates excitement in your fan base and kind of drives your team. Stafford just. When was the last time he went out and won a game by Thank himself? You. Just. Thank you made a play he, he he hasn't done that he's not that type of um transformational quarterback he just gets the job done when you need him to and, and sometimes he just throws the the horrible pick that makes you lose a game but he hasn't won a game i can't think of the last time he's won a game by himself or made this spectacular play that that led to them winning the game so that's what you're going to need is a quarterback who, who changes the the equation of what you're trying to do and the calculus of what you're trying to do it was like five years ago, where I remember he played against Cleveland, got knocked down, got the touchdown, then came back for the two-point conversion. It's like five years ago at Ford Field. That was the last time you put he put a team on his back. Right, but you're paying him like a quarterback who should be going out and winning games for you two out of three weeks or, or one out of three weeks, whichever way you want to think about it, and he just doesn't win games for you. He puts you in a position to be right there sometimes, but he doesn't win the game for you. Speaking of Stafford today, I read that now they're looking at his footwork. Dave Burkett wrote something about that's what Matt Patricia thinks the problem is. It's his footwork now. So He's what a the defensive hell? coach. What, what does what he know hell? about what it? What the hell happened? From last year to this year. I mean, last year he he got hurt. He was out half the season. Up to that point, he looked better than he's ever looked. Well, I think it's just a happy feet thing is that you realize that you have that mortality that one hit can take you out. And with back injuries and everything else, you start to realize, hey, you're not like you were five years ago. You're not as as spry as you were. And so you, you take that one bad hit. And this offensive line has been okay. hasn't been great. But you take a, a hit like that, and it can end your career if you're Stafford. And, and where he is in his career and age-wise, too, you, you can't have that one hit. Well, you got quarterbacks next year. We talked about this, Clarence, last week. There are quarterbacks out there. The Jets are going to be one or two picking. So if they take Trevor Lawrence or Fields or Link, they have Sam Darnold already. So Sam Darnold, they're saying, is not even worth a number one pick now to somebody. You have Josh Rosen. Backing up Brady, he's the third string guy in Tampa. That's the number one pick for for Arizona before they took uh, before they took uh, Kyler Murray. before they took Kyler Murray. You got Daniel Jones. The Giants are going to pick high. I personally like out of those guys. I like Daniel Jones still. I watched him against the Cowboys, and I know the Cowboys defense is not what it used to be. What do you do with Jameis? Not yeah, even Jameis. Not even twenty seven yeah, years old. But Jameis might just have his team. He might just be the New Orleans next quarterback. Well, Drew's done. I mean, yeah, Drew, Drew looks. Done. This is it. This is his last year. He's in the booth next year. So I just gave you those quarterbacks, Rod, and these those teams are picking high in the draft. Not the Bucks, but those other three teams mm-hmm. are picking high in the draft. So these quarterbacks will be available then. No, I think if you were the Lions and you were looking at making some type of quarterback transition, you would have drafted Tua and just called it a day. Yeah, and I, or I think they, or, they may end up, or the, the Chargers quarterback that. Herbert. How about Herbert was the safer yeah. pick? 
Either way, I think they missed the bus on that quarterback transition, and they're going to have to lose a lot of games. Or, I mean, the, the school of thought now is you trade Stafford, lose the rest of these games, and you end up somewhere near the, the top three or top five picks, and you can get another quarterback there. But I, I don't say that either. I, it's just they're in a really, really tough spot. And this is somewhat what the Pistons fans were talking about, with maybe they should tank out the rest of the season and, and get a higher draft pick. Again, if you're going for a quarterback and, and there are a number of quarterbacks in the draft this year, that's what you should be aiming for. But they had their chance. They were picking number three, and they took a cornerback for crying out loud. Oh, yeah. Who not only that, that? Uh, not yeah. only that, before they take the quarterback, they sign a backup quarterback, Chase Daniel. So that tells all the other teams, oh, yeah, they're not taking Tua. They're not taking Herbert. They're not taking Love. They're not taking anyone. They took These guys, they're, cl- they're clueless, man. The the front office they're clueless, Rod. T- tell me I'm wrong. Go ahead, tell me I'm wrong. No, they. they I'm not going to say they're clueless, but they have a direction that they want to go, and and a new quarterback is not in that direction. It's, it's the wrong direction. It's, it's uh, everybody agree, disagrees with um, the way that they're going, but they they're the ones that have the control, so it really doesn't matter what we think. I mean, it's, they, we can they, write, we can say, we can scream, and it's it was the same thing under Millen. But you, they, until you go out and have a march, you're not going to affect any kind of change. Well, how about this? Okay, so let's just look at let's just look at the league. The Niners are two and three, and they know it's uphill now because Seattle's five and zero oh because Mike Zimmer should be fired, which is a whole different conversation. Or how you lose that game. I have no idea. I watched that thing Sunday night like yeah, you, they literally. Have lost. There's no way. But at two and three, still not out of it. Staff seems like he'd be. I mean, if you're benching Garoppolo, if you're benching Garoppolo, now you could say, well, it was a game. He didn't look good. You don't. You don't. You don't make that move unless you're trying to send a message. I don't get it, but I can see staff there. He's healthy. He's still young. Still has a lively arm. What about there? I can't believe for the life of me, Jerry Jones is going to run out freaking and, – and, and here's the thing. Dak ain't going to be ready by next year. It's going to be a year. Right. It's going to be a year. Yeah. Staff. Dallas signed great. the quarterback today, by the I way. I mean, he's a, he's a Texas – Gilbert. He's a Texas kid, right? I mean, but, but don't – I can see Matt there. I can see them making that move. I think Jerry Jones will look at this and go, hey. I, Jerry Jones is the only one convinced they're not rebuilding. They got an offensive line yeah. that's crap, a defensive line that's overrated. The only thing they got is receivers. Hey, there you go. You get staffed some receivers. And a great running back. I can see him working there. What yeah, what it, could it they happens, pull off? If you're the Lions, that's a move that you would have to go out and try to fleece them with. And you got some cap considerations with Stafford there, too, that you got to think about. But Jerry but can pay it. Jerry, Jerry can pay it, but you have to believe that if you're the Lions, you have to believe that you're out of this season and you have nothing really left to play for. And they're no. not at that point. Because, again, uh, but, but still, if you're Quinn and, and Patricia, you are fighting for your job. You can't trade Stafford and say, we're going to start – preparing for a rebuild because then you're not there for the oh, rebuild. God. So the, the the fact that they're short timers and, and they're on the hot seat right now actually makes it harder for them to go out and trade Stafford because then you yeah. got to sign them longer term and say they're going to be here to, to clean up the mess that they created by trading Stafford in the first place. But we knew that coming into the season. I mean, the, the Lions ownership puts the ultimatum out, although it was a soft ultimatum, be competitive in December. That was the ultimatum. But you you don't do that to a a front office without them. Look what look look what happened because of that. That because of that they draft a player in Okuda that they thought would help right away, and it changes everything. That changes the exact way they drafted. It, it, it 
Either fu- yeah. you sh- they, sh- they should have let them go or not yeah. even say anything. Well, and, but not only that, but defense in this league now, man, you look, you defense in this league with the rules and everything else has been relegated to basically bend but don't break. The teams that even even a team, people talk about Baltimore, like, oh, Baltimore, Baltimore. Ba-. I mean, damn, Baltimore is still prone to giving up like a 20 spot. I mean, they may outscore you by 17 or 18, but like Baltimore is a 30. They win these games 37 to 20. Not last week. 40 to 20. Yeah. Thir- what did they win? Uh, they won. They won 30 to nothing. And okay, then, yeah, and then, uh, it, then since he kicked the field goal with five seconds left, right? To break but I mean, it's, it's Cincy. In fairness, it's, it's Cincy. Cincy. But yeah. I mean, it, it's this idea. Right? Are we past the point in this league with the rules that we're ever going to see the 85 Bears again? Yeah, I think so. And you've got to have an offense. Like you just talked about quarterbacks a second ago, you've got to be able to put points on the board. And you can't win games 14-10 um, to 10 anymore. Right. That stuff's just not going to happen. you got to put 20-something points on the board. And whether the Lions believe Stafford's their guy or somebody else is their guy, that's the way that you have to remake this roster and this franchise. And if you brought in a defensive guy and you think Patricia is really that guy, you got to start seeing some results. You got to see sacks. You got to see interceptions. You got to see stops when you need to get off the field. And they just haven't shown a lot of that. All right. The NFL, uh, they've gone through their COVID. They're continuing to go through it. Hell, we've got Tuesday night football this week. I mean, Thursday night night football. Yeah. I mean, we've got football almost every day of the week. Yeah, we're going to miss our Thursday game this week because they had to move it till Sunday. But here it is. When the playoffs do hit, they got to try to they're trying their best to make it to the playoffs. They're talking about a bubble now, possibly playing in LA and Dallas. Do you think a bubble in the NFL playoffs would work like it's working in Major League Baseball right now? It's going to be really hard because you got a lot more people than you do in the NBA. You got uh, an offensive quality control coach and a, a full roster of people and how you keep these people in line and making sure that they're adhering to the bubble is going to be a whole lot tougher when, if you're talking about a number of teams that are in this same bubble. If they're just doing it in a couple of cities, it's possible because you can get a couple of hotels and a, a, a venue and, and things like that. But that's the model that we've seen. You've got to do a strict bubble. NBA and the NHL showed us that. You can't do what, what baseball is doing without expecting to get a few positive cases. And again, these these sports with the larger number of players, you increase the chance, multiply it by that much, that one of these guys is going to step out and do something that endangers the entire bubble. Well, it seems to be working right now in baseball. I mean, you're down to two venues. You're down to San Diego in the AL, and you're down to Arlington right now in the NL. And that Arlington Stadium, by the way, is spectacular. Look. They should have gotten it right this time because the one right next to it is only like 18 years old. But but nonetheless, it seems to be working in the baseball playoffs, and they'll play the World Series there in Arlington. And just the other night, they had fans for the first time at a baseball game, and it was which kinda, shocked me. That shocked it was kind of cool to see they were spread out. Uh, okay, I'm going to ask you this: If you're in Texas, you got a chance to go to the World Series. Are you going to go, or, you, or you're not going, or you staying home? depends on what their case counts are and that's with everything else if they space everybody out and they make it where you're not on the concourse trying to go get hot dogs or some stupid stuff like that then yeah if you just if you're relegated to your one area and you can stay there bring your own food or you buy a box lunch or something like that then then maybe you can look at it but it just depends what their case counts are and how much is spreading there well if this does work through the world series 
you know the NFL is watching. So when are they going to start letting people in? Except, you know, Jacksonville lets people in. The Cowboys are letting people in. But I think that's it right now. When do fans start going to football games again? Kansas City let them as well. Yeah, it's it's still a tough thing because what, what are fans doing when they're, there, when they're there? Are they spacing out? Like I said, are they gathering on the concourse? Are they Usually when you go to a game, you're going with your buddies, you're sitting with your buddies. Well, you see a couple other people. Do you go and sit with them and talk to them? It's you start to get a lot more risky the more people you get involved like that. But again, if you're at, at uh, I don't know, South Dakota State, are, are you a little bit better off because you have fewer positive cases in your area? Maybe. And, and I think that that's why you can't do a cookie cutter I mean, and say that everybody about, follows the same rule. We're talking about droplets, man. And I'll never forget that graphic that I, I saw. Know. I, I know. The... You know, the, the stadium, the explosion when people, you know, that, that big cheer – and just showing the graphic of the droplets, like it looked like a bomb going sure. off, you know. Um, but again, man, I look, I, I turned on and I saw the crowd at the Ole Miss Alabama game. Like yeah, they, they did the wide shot. They were jammed. You know, just like, and then the late, you see the people in LA yeah. celebrating? Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. I mean, yeah. it, people you forget. cannot stop, man. Pe- human human we're beings, dumb. we're dumb. Human beings are going to be human beings. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not. I'm not as going far to as any games spectator. Go. Yeah, no, no. Have you gone to restaurants yet? Dude, I go see my kids play. Have you gone to restaurants yet? Yeah, I go to restaurants. Rod, are you going out to eat? Uh, no. Carry out. I've done some carry out, but I have not uh, sat in a restaurant. So you guys are pretty much staying in, in the beard household. Yeah, more or less. I mean, we, we, we rotate the cooking. We make it all happen. And every once in a while, we'll now go grab got, a pizza or you have college, something like uh, that. You've got kids in college, right? Or a kid in a kid in college, or no? He just, he just graduated. Okay, so from that standpoint, what are you telling him as he goes out and about? Just to, I mean, I know a young man gonna be young men and all, but no, it's it's the same thing. Just be smart about what you're doing. Have a mask on wherever you go, um, and it's the same as as the sex conversation. But I mean, you hey, let him in the mask up. Does he does he uh, does he stay with you or is he living outside yeah, of it? Yeah, he, yeah okay. he just graduated. He's, he's right. staying with us now. All right, all right. So everyone's got their ways. So so if you don't want to go to a game, you don't go to a game, and we'll we'll see how it works uh, going forward. I just hope everyone is smart enough. By the way, Tigers. I just want to switch it really quick. Tigers did interview a managerial candidate, and as Dodgers first base coach George Lombard, who played outfield here in Detroit. Back in 2002, uh, George Lombard, the first Al Avila uh, interview so far to take the gig. The White Sox, they got rid of Rick Renteria. Word is that uh, the former Astros uh, manager, A.J. Hinch, is probably yeah. tops on their list. Joey, not Joey Cora, Alex Cora, probably going back Alex to Cora, Boston. Yeah. Probably going back you. to Boston. I don't know what the Tigers are going to do going forward, but George Lombard, I don't know. That just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> What's going to be crazy, and to get in kind of off topics on that, because I was just thinking about this, man. You could you could have a you could have a Penn State Wisconsin game in three feet of snow. Yeah, like you are going to see some really, and and that that's the that's the part to me is the Big, Big Ten, Ten kicks off next the week, Big, but the Big the Ten's going to the heart of the Big Ten season is going to occur in freezing temperatures. Like, we're going to see some ice – like, we could potentially see some ice bowl games like that. Hey, it's crazy. Illinois at Wisconsin. Hey, hey, the first Big Ten game will be next Friday, October 23rd, Illinois at Wisconsin. 
MSU hosts, hosts Rutgers at noon. Ohio State hosts Nebraska. Penn State at Indy. How many, how many Iowa games? Iowa at Purdue. Is it eight-game or ten-game season? Michigan at Mini. And Maryland at Northwestern. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. That's okay. seven games. But, I mean, the season, how many games? They're just playing oh, a Big hell. Ten schedule. So I, don't, what is it? I, don't, I don't know. But, I, I mean, I at forget. least what? It, it can't be two months. No. Because they got their, I mean, that'd be what? It's uh, almost, Christmas? It's almost two months. Wow. Yeah, right before the playoffs. Uh, and by the way, Florida, the University of Florida, they play LSU this week. They just got five new COVID cases over in Gatorland. So we'll see. What what the hell is going on over there as we move on? Go SEC. <laughs> go, go home, SEC. Go home, SEC. We'll see how that was. By the way, 27 years ago, today, Rudy in your theaters. Uh... The great Rudy with Sean Astin in your movie theaters. Rod, thanks so much for coming on, man. We'll talk to you, uh, talk to you in a couple days. Anytime. Appreciate it. All right. Rod Beard from the Detroit News. Make sure you read him. Make sure you subscribe to the Detroit News and the Detroit Free Press. Cost you three bucks for three months. Not too bad. After that, then you'll see if you want to stay with it. Thanks to Clarence, Uh, of course. Thanks to our friends behind the glass, Kelsey and David. Thanks for uh, Scotty Mac, uh, Stevie Mac, for putting this show together. For Clarence Black, I'm Tom Azaway. Thanks for listening to The Wrap right here on NRM Screencast. Stay safe.